The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello and welcome to this week's Charge of the Week podcast. Today is Thursday the 19th of January and I'm once again joined by Lorenzo Laposta. Now, earlier this week, Lorenzo and I were discussing our outlooks for Japan, both over the next few months and over the longer term. And as obviously with many discussions involving Japan, one of the key aspects was our outlook for the Bank of Japan and its ultra-loose monetary policy. So Lorenzo, why don't you kick us off by discussing why exactly the Bank of Japan has become so relevant, particularly in the last few days even? Hello, Ben. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And as you say, Japan has really been that interesting, at least uh, over the last couple of decades. In fact, uh, the Japanese economy has been stagnating and fighting against low growth and, and low inflation uh, for, a, for a very long time. Um, and that is why, in the first place, the Bank of Japan in 2016 decided to adopt uh, what is called yield curve control uh, mechanism, which is a way of um, stimulating economy uh, by uh, not only moving the base rates as uh, most central banks do, but actually controlling the shape of the entire yield curve. Um, Their objective specifically was that of um, suppressing short and midterm rates uh, to stimulate borrowing, stimulate growth, um, without depressing actually the very long-term rates that would instead reduce returns for the pension funds and for life insurers that um, had other bad consequences. Uh, so they're targeting, um, as of today, a short-term interest rate of minus 0.1% and a yield on a 10-year government bond around 0%. Um, that was um, a, an attempt by the Bank of Japan to, uh, as I said, stimulate inflation, economic activity that had been too low for too long uh, by, by effectively trading uh, the bonds uh, in the open market. Uh, these targets have remained unchanged since but the um, acceptable range around those targets uh, has changed. Um, But in fact, in 2019, um, the acceptable range above 0% target was uh, plus or minus uh, 0.1%. This has been released to 0.25% last year, well, actually two years ago now, um, and uh, released to 0.5% only a few days ago. Um, Now, you know, this is a massive change uh, for a central bank that is uh, actually been on something very unique for a very long time uh, without too much success, to be honest. Okay, so the bank has been using this monetary policy to fight a stagnating economy. It's been tackling deflation in the country for, say, the last 30 years. Um, and in the past 12 months, we've actually seen improving levels of wage growth. We've seen high levels of uh, inflation, in fact, the highest inflation since around the 1980s. Um, Tell me why after after several years of this ultra-loose policy, would they stop now? Well, Ben, uh, they would. Uh, They are thinking about stopping now or at least making it a bit less costly of a problem because with that much market pressure um, against them, and uh, bond yields that would naturally like to go higher when uh, they are going higher, they have been going higher in the rest of the world and when inflation um, is, uh, as you said, to a uh, high level of 3%, um, 
maintaining that yield curve control is becoming costlier and costlier for the Bank of Japan. Only last week, they spent $72 billion to uh, keep that 10-year within uh, the acceptable range around um, 0%. And, you know, this is um, what stimulating the economy via monetary policy using is something that works um, as central banks have proven, but it doesn't always work. And especially uh, it's not maybe a great strategy to pursue for a very long time. Uh, you know, there is other ways um, Japan have been trying to um, stimulate the economy with. And, um, you know, one of those is the famous uh, Abenomics uh, that uh, former president Shinzo Abe um, in 2012 brought uh, into the government. Uh, it was just a set of economic reforms, uh, you know, based on the famous three arrows of uh, monetary easing, um, but also fiscal stimulus uh, through government spending and structural reforms to uh, help uh, the country's economy. You mentioned there that Global inflation has been one of the key drivers of rate rises, which has obviously put huge amounts of pressure on this yield curve com uh, yield curve control program. We spoke last week about how there's a, a certain expectation that global inflation will generally come down, and you know, as as economic activity cools, um, this is a this is a real po possibility. Would you then say it's wise for the Bank of ja Japan to ease up on this policy, especially? is there are expectations for a general cooling in global economic activity. You know, we've seen one of the key factors pressuring the governor, Karuda, is the fact that politicians in Japan still think that demand lags supply in the country. You know, we've had, yes, there's cause for some optimism from the policy, but if it's just a blip, then wouldn't tightening just return Japan to the problems that it's seen in the past? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, it's a million dollar question, probably. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not an easy one to have an answer to. As you say, if inflation was to suddenly uh, disappear again, then uh, Japan would need to um, tighten monetary conditions and let rates uh, go high, um, especially uh, given that this is the first time in 20 years they have an acceptable level of inflation. So, you know, it, it feels... Uh, like you don't want to waste all that work uh, that has gone into um, stimulating the economy and, and keeping inflation rates a bit higher than they used to be. Uh, however, you know, on, on the other side, it's, um, I guess it's about economic expectations. And as you say, inflation, uh, global inflation has been driving inflation higher in Japan. However, uh, also uh, within Japanese corporates, we're, start, we're starting to seeing some uh, upward pressure on wages. Um, I think Uniqlo was um, the latest uh, massive employer to give a significant raise to its employees. And you know, if um, wages grow, uh, grow substantially, inflation becomes entrenched into the economy. And um, that's when uh, it doesn't go back to uh, negative levels, perhaps, which again is a welcome um, event for Japanese economy to some extent, but obviously all depends on uh, the final level of, um, of inflation. And, uh, you know, it's, I just think it's very hard for Japan to unilaterally run some massive pro-cyclical uh, monetary policy at a time when the rest of the world is not, um, at a time when Western economies are hiking aggressively to uh, tame inflation. 
Well, it's definitely the case that Japan needs to be careful that its its own inflation doesn't go out of control, which it feels strange saying that after such a long period of deflation. But there is an argument that the inflation is necessary, as you mentioned, in terms of driving wage growth and being positive for businesses. And generally, the view for Japan as that is that there is always an opinion on what the, the bank should do and what is correct to do. And, you know, we've seen, whether it's through hedge funds or other speculators, we've seen huge positions against this program of yield curve control. But the Bank of Japan has never been afraid to try something radical, you know, try something innovative when it comes to dealing with the problems that it faces. Yes, it might seem correct to do, but is it likely that we see a change in policy? Well, um, you know, if it was an obvious uh, thing, uh, we wouldn't need central bankers, right? So, as you say, uh, the Bank of Japan has never been afraid of um, taking unpopular uh, actions in the past. And uh, I guess we'll see in April um, how things change as the current governor uh, steps down from, from its role. Um, probably if a new person comes in power and has a bit more of a market-friendly or market accommodative behavior, then we might see um, these controls to be released further. Um, but um, yeah, that's uh, markets have been disappointed already on that. They were expecting um, by a meeting that happened uh, the other night in Japan that there would be some further news along those lines, but actually the Bank of Japan remained pretty stark on the desire of keeping, at least for now, um, the current target of 0% around the 10 year. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, but you know, investing in Japan is not just about uh, the monetary policy. It's not just about inflation and what the central bank is doing. Um, it's a massive stock market. There is uh, three thousand or so stocks listed. It's very deep, and um, you know, the, the, since um, Shinzo Abe um, took power in 2012 we've seen some reforms happening. Uh, now companies are pushed by shareholders to be more shareholder friendly, mindful of returns, uh, paying up dividends, spending capital to buy shares back. Uh, you know, companies have been sitting on huge piles of cash for a very long time. And now it's, on, it's about time to unlock that capital, um, which uh, makes us feel positive about uh, Japanese equities. And uh, they're trading at very cheap valuation. They have been training at those levels for a very long time, but today we see a catalyst um, just uh, before our eyes. So um, we're positive and um, we'll see what happens in April. Well, Lorenzo, it's been fascinating to discuss it, whatever happens, and we know that it's going to be an interesting year ahead. So thank you very much for joining me to discuss it and looking forward to talking next week. Thank you, Ben. Goodbye. For professional advisors only. The views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, 
Company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. For complaints relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.